Looking at the various posts on social media, I sat back as a South African and uh, perhaps even felt proud at the legal representations that were made at the International Court of Justice. But I'm keen to understand your overview and your perspective of uh, our performance today as the legal team. Kogo, the South African legal team really presented a solid case today. Remember, today's proceedings were particularly on the application for the agency, mm-hmm. seeking an interdict for Israel to continue uh, bombardment in, in, in Gaza. That was essentially the case, and they needed to show proof that uh, if the court does not come with an order that uh, uh, compels Israel to seize this, there will be irreparable harm done to the Palestinian population. And I think in terms of presenting facts, they have done very well. But we've got to wait until we find out what is Israel going to do to rebut this tomorrow. We'll then have an overall assessment about how the Sarafian team performed. I do hold the view that Sarafia could have done better to bring in a, a military specialist who would show the type of military damage that is inflicted on the Palestinian uh, population, civilian population, and also to speak about the doctrine of war and so on. That would have helped a great deal had Sarajika done that. Mm. I, I, I'm glad that you, you, you've, you've painted this picture because for many of us, we've been watching uh, and following through with the proceedings and uh, it's been very clear uh, how South Africa has performed in providing uh, solid evidence and groundwork in terms of uh, the uh, uh, details and the case and the matter that they are presenting. Uh, from your perspective, you've worked as a diplomat before. You've worked at key institutions that represent brand South Africa. And, and I can imagine um, when it comes to viewing how South Africa uh, is positioning itself on the global stage, uh, there are various perspectives here, especially given that we are an open, dynamic economy that still plays a, a critical role on the global stage. What's your view here? You know, it would have um, this, uh, whatever decision is made in, in The Hague would have adverse implication on South Africa at the bilateral level. Mm-hmm. Certain countries, Israel, the president of Israel has made it quite clear that they would take action against South Africa. And I think only action that they can take is in the economic sphere or to use the economic muscle, muscle around, the, around the world. Would that hurt Israel us is a bigger... Sorry, sorry, Gugu. Oh, sorry. I was going to ask if that will hurt us at all in terms of the economic ties and trade relations we have with both nations. It, it has been... Our economic relations with Israel has been declining since 1995. Mm. In 1995, the trade between Africa and Israel was about $1.2 billion at that time, which is a lot of money now but that has declined by 2022 it has it has been halved mainly because of the bad relationship that exists between the two countries mm-hmm. you would have seen uh, the civil society and other political formation in the country in the last few months they've been advocating for boycott of israeli products uh, israel has been buying a variety of uh, uh, things from south africa including military equipment they're no longer selling this kind of things to israel now, that's part of uh, reducing the trade that has been there. So it's going to have, a, for a smaller economy, like, I mean, the economy of Israel is about uh, $489, I think, a billion dollars, and we are 419 But if you look at the population of Israel, about 9. Uh, 9.3 million, and we are 62 million, 
the per capita income, meaning the spending power of the Israelis is much greater mm. than what we have here in the country. So it would have implication, but also countries that are very allied with the Israelis, like the United States. You may have seen during the debate on Agoa, mm-hmm. uh, some uh, representative of the U.S. In, in both Congress and the Senate, they've been advocating for South Africa to be excluded on the basis, on the argument that South Africa is against the U.S. national security interests. Now, if there's anything that is defined as uh, the national security interest is Israel. So you're going to find a lot of backlash. Is the election here in the United States? You'll pray it will play in the hands of uh, those who are contesting for power in the U.S. So we'll become a football in that game there, definitely. Mm. Uh, and I'm intrigued that you mentioned this, especially when it comes to economies like the U.S., right? Just a few months ago, we concluded conversations around AGOA and improving our trade relations uh, with a market like the U.S. in partnership with the rest of the African continent. Let's not forget BRICS and, of course, uh, our, our economic t- and trade ties to the East. Does this uh, position that South Africa has taken rock the boat with any of these other uh, economic regions and trade partners? Google, you know... It would have been very prudent that South Africa really mobilized the international community mm-hmm. to join it in this case, to become part of this uh, lawsuit at the, at, the, at the ICJ. And they can then present their own argument and their own documents on this matter. It would have been very useful because it would have, it would have shown the court how the world is concerned. But to merely get a statement of intent that we do support South Africa on. This is not enough. Uh, it, it doesn't play any role in the proceedings that are going on at, at The Hague. So that's that's one thing. And countries are afraid to do this because of uh, the power of uh, countries in the north. And these are countries that have been flocking to Israel since the October 7th incident to go and say, we are with you, Israel. You have the right to defend yourself, carry on with the attacks and so on. So people are fearful of standing up. You know, what was really surprising too is that countries in the Middle East that you would have expected them to stand up, they haven't done that openly to support this, this mm-hmm. suit. If this suit came up from countries, neighboring countries, uh, it would have carried more weight. Uh, so I don't know how Israel is going to make its presentation tomorrow, but I suspect Israel tomorrow would argue on the question of jurisdictions because in terms of the substance, if you look at the presentation that was done today, mm-hmm. it's so solid, evidence provided, some of the utterances that were provided by the leadership of Israel and so on. I don't know how Israel is going to rebut this kind of arguments. The only thing they stand on is to question the jurisdiction. And, and uh, you know, Kuku, you would recall that the narrative around the world has been that Israel is violating international humanitarian law. Mm-hmm. But in terms of that, it's not the jurisdiction of the ICJ, it's the jurisdiction of the ICC. So I think Israel will lynch on that and try to show that there's a process that is going on at the ICC. Why is the ICC not giving the opportunity to do that? Because South Africa has gone to the ICC. Mm-hmm. Why should we pursue double jeopardy in terms of this? I think they would try to really argue for that to persuade the court in that direction. Hmm. I- I'm so intrigued because this conversation has so many layers to it, uh, Dr. Makubela. And, and I can imagine that... Uh 
top of mind will be uh, many, many generations who reflect on how South Africa stood up and, and, and spoke today. Uh, where does this place, I guess, South Africa's legacy in the realm of history, especially if we reflect on the uh, very deep uh, historical ties between South Africa and Palestine? You know, uh, South Africa has taken a principal stand as, as, as it is argued. But uh, uh, moving forward, South Africa would, 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 would be seen as a country that stood up where no one else wanted to stand up for the Palestinians, even the neighbors of Palestinians. So it would change the narrative around the Arab world, not only the Arab world, even extending to the Far East, countries like Afghanistan and so on, who hold a very strong view when it comes to the Palestinian issue. So there will be a mind shift in terms of how South Africa is perceived. Will that bring benefits? I don't know, but there will be punishment for South Africa. We have seen Google yesterday, South Africa lost the seat at the, 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 the Human Rights Commission in Geneva uh, to Morocco. And yet it was, uh, in terms of the rotation, the expectation is that will come South Africa. But Morocco challenged because Morocco does not play an active role within the AU. And they challenged that. And countries that really supported Morocco against South Africa are countries that are very resentful of South Africa's uh, independence stand on a lot of uh, issues uh, globally. So there will be consequences, definitely. Uh, we, we've, uh, South Africa has confronted big powers, so we must expect. Do we have the resilience to withstand the, the headwind that will come with this? I'm not sure. I'm not sure that we have a leadership that is very strong, that can really stay the course and focus mm. on the independence of the South African state. Mm. Sure, a conversation that will certainly continue. I uh, can imagine the kind of uh, uh, views that will be formed in the days to come and uh, different perspectives that might even unfold in the weeks to come. Dr. Makubela, such a pleasure speaking to you, sir. We certainly will be touching base with you soon on this and a myriad of other themes. Thank you again for your time. Thanks, Kugu. The pleasure is mine indeed. If you missed it live, catch the broadcast on kaya959.co.za.